Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast, our final edition of 2020, brought to you by Warner, the official sponsor of the Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year Awards and the official ladder of professional contractors everywhere. Warner, the number one pro ladder. Step up your game with Warner Ladder. Go to stepupwithwarner.com to learn more. Got a big show for you today. Our special guest is a two-time Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year. Stanford's Tara Vanderbeer will be joining me as she has gone to the head of the list on the all-time women's college win list. We will be speaking with Tara in just a moment, but first, let's go over what to watch for this weekend, presented by Citizen, the official watch of the Naismith Awards. Citizen EcoDrive watches are sustainably powered by light and never need a battery. We've got a ton of big games coming up this week, including Tara's number one Stanford women. They go to number six Arizona. That will be in Tucson on New Year's Day. On the men's side, Wednesday in the SEC, it's number seven Tennessee traveling to number 12 Missouri. Thursday in the Big Ten, number 21 Minnesota goes to Wisconsin. Then over the weekend on Saturday, Big 12 showdown with number 8 Texas and number 3 Kansas. That's at Allen Fieldhouse. In the Big Ten, Iowa goes to Rutgers, both in the top 14. A couple of ACC games to keep your eye on. Virginia Tech at Virginia and Duke at Florida State. And then back to the Big Ten on Sunday for the Ohio State-Minnesota game in Minneapolis and Northwestern going to Michigan. That's coming up this weekend on Sunday in the Big Ten. Now our news and notes. And that's brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Gonzaga continues to roll. It looks like the Zags and Baylor starting to distance themselves just a bit at the top of the pole. Gonzaga crushing UVA last weekend. And Baylor remains the only Big 12 team without a loss so far. They stand atop the pole. Congratulations to Clemson. A big win for them Tuesday night as they knocked off Florida State at Little John. Clemson is now 7-1 and this season. And perhaps the best news that we got this week leading up to the podcast, Florida's Keontae Johnson is back with the Gators, practicing with coaches, released from the hospital after a 10-day stay. You recall, this is the young man that collapsed on the court at Florida State and needed medical emergency attention. There's no plans for him to return at the time, but just the fact that this young man is okay and back with his teammates is great news indeed. My conversation with Coach Vanderveer right after this from Jersey Mike's. Good things come to those who wait. At Jersey Mike's, they also come to those who don't. Download our app, order ahead, and skip the line. Cut to the Chase by Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Recently, Stanford's Tara Vanderveer, a two-time Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year, became the winningest women's college coach of all time after Stanford won at Pacific. That was career win number 1,099, and it pushed Tara one ahead of the late Pat Summit of Tennessee. On Tuesday, I caught up with Coach Vanderveer. It has been an amazing season playing in this pandemic, and it significantly has affected her ball club, her players, and her support staff. Let's learn more about it as we speak with Coach Vanderveer. Well, Tara, it's great to catch up. Uh, We're so proud of you. Two-time Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year among so many career accomplishments. And from all of us here in Atlanta, we say congratulations on becoming the winningest coach of all time. Thank you very much. 
What was it like um, when you started way back when, uh, you know, at Idaho and, and Ohio State? Did you ever imagine that you'd be doing this for 42 years? Uh, no, I can't say I did. Um, you know, go, the time, unfortunately, goes very quickly. And, you know, um, I'm very thankful that I've been able to work at great universities, Idaho, Ohio State, and Stanford, and p- coach um, just fantastic, uh, terrific players and have uh, the same, you know, just excellent assistant coaches and administrators. And uh, it's, um, you know, I have to pinch myself that it's my life. I love it. Well, and it has loved you back. You, you've been so good to the game and uh, you've mentored so many players and coaches and and people that have been around the program for you. Uh, you must gain a lot of satisfaction from the fact that you know, you have such a prolific coaching tree now, and these ladies have been, become great leaders in women's basketball. You know, um, I do have, I mean, I, I'm really proud of all the young women I've coached, whether they're in coaching or, you know, I have a tree of doctors, lawyers, um, professors, moms, uh, working in the uh, WNBA, the NBA, um, coaches. So um, it's, it's really, really exciting for me to see the absolutely you know, contributive and successful lives that the young women I've coached are leading. And the women's game has changed so much uh, for the better since you got started. Um, you know, I think of the media coverage today versus what it was, you know, 20 years ago, much less uh, 42. And uh, from where the game was to where it is now, we have a WNBA. And, you know, these young girls today, Tara, they, they think nothing of the WNBA. It's just they grew up with it. So it's just sort of normal to them. But for you and me, you know, this is still quite new and quite exciting. You know, it really is. I mean, we've always had great players, great athletes. You know, but now the young women uh, have more opportunity. They have basketball camps. They have, you know, summer league. They have, um, you know, outstanding high school programs, uh, opportunities for scholarships, professional basketball opportunities. But, we, you know, we've always had great players, and now they just, I think, uh, they're supported more. And as you said, um, we've, we've also had, I think, good coverage maybe uh, in newspapers, but um, television has really boomed for women's sports, and that's been great. I want you to take us back, if you don't mind, to 1996 when you were coaching our Olympic team. And, of course, the Olympics were here in Atlanta. And first couple of games are played over at Morehouse, which is, you know, a regular D2, D3-type college gym. But then you move over to the big venue, to the Georgia Dome, which amazingly does not stand anymore. But here are 31,000 in the stands, and really, I thought, a seminal moment for women's basketball in America. Did you feel that way? You know, um, I think the thing that happened, you know, like you said, we moved into the Georgia Dome, and we were playing, uh, I believe, Zaire in our first game mm-hmm. in the Georgia Dome, and um, there were over, like, 10,000 people, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I think it just shows how much people really pay attention to the Olympics, and you know, the Olympics and that, and that basketball. And that was uh, a little bit of the women's coming out party at the Olympics. I mean, it wasn't just women's basketball, um, but it was so many of the women's team sports, softball, soccer, volleyball. um, But it was, it was really, really exciting to have that many fans come out and support women's basketball. And it really, they were taking note, David Stern, 
you know, sort of used that as a springboard to launch the WNBA. Uh, yes, I think that was uh, a little bit of a, we were a little bit of the trial balloon, you know, and uh, I think it was a, a great, uh, great opportunity for um, people around the world to see women's basketball at a new level. Uh, you know, after that game, uh, after the gold medal game, I got two, I thought, I got a lot of letters Um you know, it was kind of before your email box was flooded or you had text messages, but uh, handwritten letters, one, um, two of them really stood out. One was from Coach Bobby Knight, and uh, Coach Knight wrote a wonderful letter about how he had watched the game and was really impressed with, you know, the skill and the play of the women. And then also a second one was from uh, Coach John Wooden. And, you know, what, you know, what, what great, um, you know, kind of just – um, letters from people to say, you know, women's basketball has arrived. Coach Wooden was always a, a big, big fan of the women's games because he loved the, the fundamental play with which the women's game was played and is played. And that's always, Tara, been a, a strong suit of yours. You, your clubs have always been fundamentally sound. It is something that, that you have taught low these many years. Where did you learn that from? You know, I think probably, um, you know, both of my parents were teachers and they, they kind of drilled me in kind of the fundamentals of, you know, other things, you know, whether it's writing or uh, learning, uh, reading, things like that, um, and just in life lessons. But um, I also got it. It's kind of interesting. I, I got it on a different level. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of practices. I mean, obviously, I watched Coach Knight practice and I watched a lot of high school boys practices when I was growing up. Um, but when I went to China, our team was beaten very soundly by the Chinese uh, Red Army team at the time. And then uh, the gong would go off at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'd look down, and there was their team down there just working on passing, dribbling, uh, footwork. And I woke our team up, and we went down and started working on that stuff too. So I, if I didn't learn it from my parents, I probably learned it when we were in China. So when was that? Can you give us the year? Do you remember? Uh, we were in China, I believe, in 1987, wow. 86 or 87. It was it was right when they, um, right when we added the three point line. Uh, so I think it was probably the summer of uh, summer of 87, and uh, I think that that trip really helped our team a lot, um, to, you know, to play against great international competition. I, you've got the number one team in the country. You had a big win over UCLA. Uh, this season, of course, is unlike any other. How are you? How's your family? And how are the kids holding up through all this? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, first, um, I'm very thankful. I'm healthy. I have a job. Um, you know, I'm um, I'm I'm really I'm really in, in great situation personally, and I'm very thankful. My 93 year old mother is also healthy, and you know, trying to, but she's very lonely. It's a very hard time, I think, for for older adults. Um, and our team is um, our our team are warriors. Um, I'm very proud of our team. We, our county is shut down, so we, we've been on the road basically since the end of November. And our team is um, they're they're really doing what we need to do. We we always wear a mask. We we stay six feet apart from each other. Uh, you know, except for when they're playing, and and then they're. And if, you know, anytime we stop, we're very strict. Uh, we want this to be over, and we want, you know, we, we want to really get back to uh, some kind of a normal life. How long do you think you'll be marooned? I think it's going to be the whole season, to be honest with you, the way it's going. 
Um, wow. It's um, it's very challenging, but um, we you know we've got great support from our university. Um, you know, both our men's team hasn't played a single home game. We played one home game, um, and then we've been on the road ever since. And uh, it's very challenging for our team, and especially for our coaches that have young children. Um, you know, our, our coaches and a and staff that are leaving young children. It's it's very very challenging. Mm, just one of the many stories of this pandemic. Well, Tara, thank you so much. We'd love catching up with you. Uh, we think of you all the time as one of our Naismith Coaches of the Year, and we're so proud of what you've accomplished, but more so what you've meant to the game, and we thank you for that. And best of luck. I know this is very, very trying for you and everybody in the program and for everybody in basketball to get through this. So we're thinking about you all the time, and, and stay healthy. Thank you very much. You know, um, as you know, people in basketball, we're really fortunate, and I just want to um, extend my best wishes to any listener to stay well um, and that hopefully – we can get through this together and that we'll get back to some uh, some much better times. So thanks for calling. That will do it for this week and this year. All of us are ready to turn the calendar to 2021. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in a year. Bob Rathman from Atlanta. So long.